Welcome to the Public Health Joy Podcast, the safe space for real and honest conversations about what it takes to transform public health research into life-changing solutions for our communities. I'm your host, Dr. Joy, a public health researcher, PhD survivor, and entrepreneur. In today's episode, we are talking with Jennifer McKeever about how women entrepreneurs are changing the game in public health. This is the joyride you've been waiting for. Join us as we revolutionize public health through research done with, for, and by our communities. Together, let's create our public health joy. Welcome to another great episode of the Public Health Joy podcast. And today we have a very special guest, which is Jennifer McKeever, who is the founder and managing partner of We Public Health, which is a growing collective of women consultants who support people and organizations to boldly create a more just and equitable world. She is a creative, relationship-focused leader with over 20 years of experience guiding programs, policy, and operations to advance health, equity, and workforce capacity. And so I have to tell y'all, Jennifer and I have been working together for a little bit now, right? And when I came across We Public Health, I actually heard about it from a colleague, of mine. And that colleague was saying, hey, there's this organization. They're looking for consultants. I think you might be a good fit. And so I looked at the website. I said, this is interesting. I'm just going to apply and see what happens. I'm a very just fly by the wind kind of person sometimes. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to check it out. And I will say I have enjoyed being a consultant and collaborator with We Public Health thus far. And so, Jennifer, I am going to turn it over to you to tell the folks who you are, what you do. Tell us all about We Public Health and all the things. Yeah, I will. I'm going to be curious to know who referred you because I don't remember, but you can tell me that offline, perhaps. So, yeah, I'm Jennifer and I founded We Public Health three years ago, a little over three years ago. It was in the summer of 2020 which was an interesting time for our country on a lot of different fronts. And I found myself in a position of needing a job for the first time in 20 plus years. And so I said to the world, I'm going to take a personal sabbatical. And what that really meant is I need to take a minute and figure out what I'm going to be doing with the rest of my life. And what happened surprised me a little bit, and that was that I actually already knew. I just hadn't quite been able to say it out loud yet. And that was to embark on this world of consulting, not as a solopreneur or an individual consultant, but as a collective with women who were in public health and doing extraordinary things in public health, but sometimes found themselves limited by organizational bureaucracy, in some cases by blatant or more subtle forms of racism and sexism and other isms. And so we formed We Public Health, a group of about 10 women came together to really kind of conceptualize what We Public Health could be. And our goal is to really do meaningful work in public health 
and do it in a way that honors the specific value and capacity that women bring to the field of public health and acknowledge the talent and allow women who are bringing that talent to sort of lead and do the work on their own terms, to allow women to lead on their own terms while making a real difference in public health. And I think that's one of the things that really intrigued me about WE when I first learned about it, because the solopreneur life is so hard. It is so hard. And yet there are so many of us who are now making that transition in public health to be entrepreneurs and being a solopreneur is kind of the the first step of that. And so as we are embarking on this new journey, because we want to make an impact, we want to help our communities, we want to make a difference. And a lot of times doing it in the way of working in the traditional workplace or for a traditional organization has not served us well, especially for consultants, for entrepreneurs, for public health professionals and researchers of color. Black women, we have not been served well by a lot of these workplaces and and toxic workplace culture. And so one of the things that I loved about WE was I said, oh, now when there is an opportunity, when there is an RFP, when there is an organization that needs assistance, I don't have to try to tackle it by myself because I'm going to be honest, a lot of times I just be like, "Mm, let me move that file to the trash. It was nice reading that RFP, but uh, I know I can't do that by myself and I don't even know where to start of how to get help in order to tackle this RFP, right? Or to address this organization's needs. And so being a part of WE has allowed me to have more capacity, right? More capacity and has allowed me to build relationships because the solopreneur life is so low, y'all. It's lonely sometimes, okay? Especially when you're trying to figure out everything on your own. And so I don't have coworkers. I don't go into an office every day. I don't have a office bestie that I chat with. So being in a collective and in a place with other women and other women who understand, having that community of other women in the public health profession who understand, who are fighting to make a difference every single day and knowing that we're doing this together. Yeah. So I said, I knew what I wanted to do and that was to try to initiate a collective of consultants. And that was born out of many years of talking with consultants. I did an inadvertent qualitative study in a way and that I talked to a lot of people that had gone into consulting to find out why did you do it? What did you experience in the workplace? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? And there were a number of things, but to your point, a predominant one was missing working in community and in partnership with others and not feeling kind of so alone, whereas a consultant might work with, say, four different clients and have fantastic relationships with those four different clients, but doesn't have a partner that is working across all those clients with them. And so what is a way to have all of the benefits of a consultant life and all of the benefits of being part of a team? And so I think that's what we're trying to build in We Public Health. And the other thing that I love is this We Public Health is the workplace environment that I never had. It's the environment that 
fosters that collaboration and healthy relationships among the people that you work with. And so that has been one of the things that I have enjoyed most about We Public Health. But I also want to hear from you, what else is it about We Public Health that you feel makes We Public Health unique in how it operates and how it works with clients and how we as a collective build relationships with clients as well? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for saying that because that is sort of the evidence and information I need to reaffirm that we're on the right track with where we're going. So it's really helpful for me to hear that from you and from any of the collaborators. So I think a couple of things. When I mentioned that we had a group of 10 women that came together to conceptualize what we public health is, and I had the fortune in you know, my previous jobs where you know, I had exposure to a lot of people across the country. And so that meant I had exposure to a lot of really fantastic women who were doing fantastic things and were willing to be an advisor to me and and kind of conceptualizing what we public health is. And so right there from the beginning, it wasn't something that I did in the solitude of my own home and my own brain. It was something that I did in community and connection with other professional women. And so, you know, we had a good sense of who we want to be, what we want to be like, how we want to show up in the world and how we really want to. I mean, I think an undercurrent to all of the conversations were we cannot keep talking and not taking action. Like, how do we really, really do something meaningful? And so there was a drive to like kind of push away this, not the smoke and mirrors, but push away the BS, if I may say, (laughs) and get to the heart of the matter. And so right now, what makes we different is that we are really trying to embrace a cooperative model. So in the first year, I actually did a lot of research about what are the different types of business models in the world and what is a co-op? So you have a co-op grocery store. What does that actually mean for people to get an individual benefit, a collective benefit while contributing to something greater. And I think that in the ways that we are building and growing, really trying to keep that cooperative spirit at the heart of it. And it's kind of hard because our world sort of restricts that or it's not natural. And so as an example, When we start talking about administrative details, like, okay, how are you going to decide what rate consultants get paid? How are you going to decide who gets what piece of work? Are you going to think about seniority? Are you going to think about who gets the right of refusal for a piece of work? And when we start getting into that level of, which is, you know, it's real, these decisions have to be made. And, you know, I think in creating a business, but we can spin out on those so quickly and instantly lose, you know, what's in it for us versus what's in it for me. And so I think we've really tried to hold to the spirit of a cooperative model, which is everybody has a say in where we go and how we go there versus, you know, a select few. And to try to do that even when it's hard. And even when it's messy, which it is often both. And so I think 
that's sort of a general answer about what makes it different. But I would also say kind of on a more personal note is before I started WE, I was having kind of a professional, I mean, it wasn't exactly a crisis, but I, I felt a real difference in you know, who I was and what I was feeling on the inside and how I was expected to portray myself and represent myself on the outside. Mm-hmm. I'm certain that's not going to be shocking or unfamiliar to you <laughs> in, you know, having to maintain a professional self versus a personal self. And I believe that in we, we are really creating a space where it's okay to be human. It's okay to be like, I feel like whatever I feel like today And that's fine. We all have bad days. We all have good days and we all have something to offer and contribute. So I'd like to think that people feel comfortable in we just, you know, being who they are. And you bring two points that I want to bring out is number one, of course, embracing the messiness, right? Because just in general relationships, I don't care what kind of relationship you're talking about, it can be messy. And so mm-hmm. thinking about in public health show, enough is messy. Okay. We got a whole, we got a whole lot of stuff going on. And so taking the time to embrace the messiness and trying to understand how do we work through it, not ignore it, not push it to the side, not sweep it under the rug, but how do we address it head on and address it head on together? And that means having some hard conversations. That means facing some uncomfortable truths. That means dealing with some things that maybe we haven't forced ourselves to deal with before. But as a collective, if we know that we're in this together and having that workplace culture, right, where we're tackling this thing together and we all have a common goal, we all have a common vision. We're all focused on how do we get to this more equitable and just world? That's what we're focused on. And in order to get there, in order to achieve this goal, we've got to work through the mess, right? We've got to work through the mess. And part of working through the mess, which brings me to point number two, is making sure that we lean on and embrace everybody's individual talents and strengths. And that's the other thing that I love about we is that we have so many collaborators with so many talents. We've got evaluators, we've got trainers, we've got strategists, we've got thought partners, facilitators, researchers, community advocates, creatives. I mean, you name it, it's in we, baby, it's there. Okay, (laughs) we got it all. (laughs) So whoever comes to the table, whoever is saying, hey, I have this problem, I need a solution. We can pull it from any direction. And so that has been incredible to see this group of women who have so much to offer the world, so much to offer the world. And we're doing it together and we're working through the mess to do it. Yeah, I have been consistently blown away by the talent that is out there. And I keep seeing information and reports about the shrinking public health workforce. And we're having a hard time recruiting people into the public health workforce. And Joy, maybe you can help me do this research study because I'm not sure that it's not just shifting and that people are leaving traditional work culture for, you know, the opportunity to work independently as a consultant. And so, you know, when we first started 
kind of putting the word out about who we were and people like yourself reached out to us as as you know I've had individual conversations with everybody and continue to do that and I am consistently amazed by the talent and not only is there talent it's untapped talent <laughs> it's not being used in a way that could really make a meaningful difference in the world I believe you know to the point about the messiness I had a boss that used to say to me that, you know, Jennifer, you're a process person. Like you're great with process, but sometimes you got to think about the outcomes. And that was really hard for me because I believe everything is in the process and it is in the relationships we have with each other and the building the trust. And that is the work. The work of the outcome or getting to the outcome is not the work. The work is the relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, and building those. And so I just, I, you know, I continue to have that belief, I think, reinforced by the amazing people that are part of We Public Health. So as you were talking, one of the other things that came to my mind is that we also come from so many different backgrounds. So not only do we have all of these talents, but all these talents stemmed from somewhere. Right. And we have all these different backgrounds. And so, you know, like for me, I'm in biomedical sciences for someone else. They may have, you know, a different type of background. And even for you, like I said, I was doing my research, prepping for this podcast episode. And I said, how did I not know Jennifer had a social work degree? Like, why didn't I know that? And it was interesting because I don't come from a background in social work, but I have worked for a social work department. And it's so interesting how social work and public health are so connected. And the other part of that is we always say public health is in everything. Mm-hmm. Public health is in everything, right? So all these different backgrounds, all these people coming together. And like you said, we have these untapped talents. We don't know where people have come from. We don't know how their strengths developed. We don't know how we can help each other without going through this relationship building process. And so I would be interested to hear how you put social work and public health together because now it's a little bit more common than it used to yeah. be. Now now they've got the dual social work and public health programs and that wasn't around when I was when I was coming up back in my day. We didn't have <laughs> Don't talk to me about back in the day. We're going to have a <laughs> We're going to be pulling out the birth certificates. I think I probably <laughs> I'm going to win that one. So your question makes me want to respond in one way too about the different experience and talents is that a lot of the experience that I think people are bringing to their work and then making it richer because of it is lived experience. And we talk about that as sort of a, you know, like let's bring the people who are experiencing whatever the issue is or suffering from whatever the issue is. But I've sat at tables where people are talking about substance use and opioid addiction. And that's something that I have a strong personal connection with. And that has really played a big impact in my life. And at that table, nobody said, do we have anybody here that has family members or themselves might be experiencing this issue? And like, let's start there and learn from that. And I hope that for us, we are bringing that lived experience to the level, if not beyond the level of professional and educational 
experience. And so we do, you know, we do say that as part of our values at, at We Public Health. But I, yeah, you know, I didn't really know what social work was or what public health was until I was in my mid-20s. And I knew after college, I wanted to do something that was to help people. But I didn't know what that meant. I actually applied for jobs in human resources because I thought I want to be a resource to humans. (laughs) And (laughs) I quickly learned that that's not exactly what that means. And I had an opportunity to volunteer in Honduras after college for about a year. And I was exposed there to public health and like, what is public health? That this is actually a profession that people can do and make a living at. So that was my first introduction to, you know, public health as a career choice. And then also there, I started to understand how the way that I wanted to give back or help people seemed to be well-described in social work. And so while I was in Honduras, I actually studied for and took the the GRE to apply for graduate schools. And at the time, I think there were six schools that had a dual degree for social work and public health. And I applied to a few of those and ended up going to Tulane University. And I found that the complement, at least in that educational program, was on the side of social work really learned a lot about like community development, relationship development, supporting communities to find their own strengths, you know, and build on those own strengths. And in public health, I got more of the like process and science skills. Like how do you design a program? How do you evaluate a program? How do you get funding for your program? And so it was a little bit of a heart and mind kind of connection for me. And it's something that I've seen throughout my career where I've felt that the heart is missing from public health. (laughs) And that's where I really pull from, you know, I think some of my exposure to social work education is, you know, really kind of the heart of what we're trying to do with the public health, I think. And I can identify with that because when I went through my public health program, That's what I noticed as well, was that you have the folks who do the epidemiology and they do the biostats and you got the health policy folks or you got the environmental health folks over here. You know, you kind of have all these different areas. But my area was health education. And that's where I first made the connection that, oh, I can still do research because I came from, that's a whole nother podcast episode. Y'all go listen to an old episode to learn my story about that. But I learned that I could still do research because I was kind of transitioning out of this biomedical sciences space. But I'm like, I can still do research and build relationships. And that connection had not been made for me before. And now when I am doing my work, when I'm working with clients, when I'm working with organizations, I have a totally different lens of which I can approach things because do we have the science and the rigorous scientific methods and all of that stuff? Yeah, that's great. Those are tools. That's awesome. Yeah. But the heart of the matter is we have to build the trust and the relationships with our communities if we want these tools and these resources and things regarding the research to work the way that 
And I have to catch myself because I started to say the way it was intended to work, but it wasn't intended to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the way that we want it to work, we're shifting the intention, right? We're yep. shifting how we want this to work. And so we have to do that internal work and have it show up in all the things that we do across the board. I really value what you're doing with research and bringing the human side of that. It's where I saw in social work, you know, sometimes we share too much about ourselves or we, you know, we're a little bit freer with our boundaries. And in public health, I think sometimes it's almost too much in the opposite direction where it feels Mm -hmm. like we're hiding behind the science and the statistics and the numbers and we're using terminology that is acceptable to the masses instead of just talking about what we're really talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think what you just said, it's reminding me of when I was talking about the outcomes earlier. It's like you cannot have a good outcome if you don't have a good process and are building good relationships. And what I'm hearing from you is in order for research to be as effective as it can be, We have to have the community involved and have relationships with the community and be guided by the people who are researching, trying to understand. So I appreciate that. Yes. And in thinking about our work through We Public Health and what that looks like, what do the relationship, we've talked a lot about the relationships between us as collaborators and consultants, right? But can you paint a picture for the people? And I'm, I'm going to try to help you out too, you know, and share my experiences, but paint a picture of what it looks like to build those relationships with the clients, with organizations. What does it look like when organizations come and work with We Public Health? What does that look like? What does it feel like? And kind of what's your perspective on seeing the impact of what we have, the culture that we've cultivated within We? and how that transfers to our work with clients or with organizations? Well, I think the the thing that we would put in our promotional materials, and that is true about what clients can benefit from, is that when you come to We Public Health, you know, you can have a single contract with a consulting group, and we are going to find the right expertise at the right time to support you with your work. And so I'll give you an example of we worked with a health department to go through a strategic planning process. And the health department is really thinking about after COVID, what is going to be their role in health equity and in community health going forward and looking at some really big shifts. And so as we worked with them, we were able to bring in a qualitative researcher who could help do some interviews and you know really bring some rich meaning to the data that we were collecting from staff and others as part of the process. We were also able to engage a local consultant who had worked in the area and had great familiarity with their partners. And so she was able to, you know, come in and support pieces of the work. We were also able to bring in a master facilitator who helped the group have some difficult conversations and work through some difficult issues. And then we also pulled in experience from other health departments and, you know, what have they gone through? What have they learned? What have they experienced? And how can we help bring those lessons to this one health department? And so that's the value of having access to 
several different kind of pools of experience and talent at national kind of state and local levels that can support an agency. What that means for an organization wanting to work with We Public Health is we are not delivering a cookie cutter approach to any of the work we do. We say that the how is as important as the what. And so while we're happy to talk about, you know, some of the specific services we offer, that's not the focus of our work. It's the how we connect with clients to really understand what they need what is success going to look like for them and how can we help them get there as a partner? And so we are more inclined to partner with clients to help them reach success than to deliver kind of standardized products for folks. And so working with us looks like building a relationship (laughs) and allowing us the time to get to know you so that we can really understand what's going to be most helpful to you and build an approach that is going to help you achieve the goals that you're seeking to achieve. And I think the other thing that is poignant about the work that we public health does in working with clients, organization, like you said, that partnership and there's a phrase, I don't know if it's, it's come to me. I don't know if I saw it on the website, on the We Public Health website or somewhere, but it said walking hand in hand. So that's kind of like the visual that I get, you know, because sometimes when people come to consultants or, you know, you're trying to work with public health professionals or researchers, it's like, oh, we're just going to take the thing and we're going to do it. We're going to implement it. We're going to get the thing done. So like you said, we can get to the outcomes, but it's really that process of walking hand in hand. When things get messy, when things get hard, we are in the trenches with you. And so that is a different approach that can be super beneficial because at the end of the day, we want to help you achieve the same goal, making a positive Mm -hmm. impact in your community, achieving that equitable and just world, making sure that we have the people and the resources in place so that your community can thrive. And that requires a different approach. Because if we do the same thing that we've always been doing, we're going to get the same results that we've always gotten. And what I'm learning is not everybody wants that. (laughs) There are some organizations that would prefer to, say, work with a consultant that does strategic planning for a living as their primary business. And they have the same tools that they use and the same process they use. And it's tried and tested and will get results that hopefully are useful. But what we offer and for an organization that's willing to kind of go on that journey with us is a really tailored approach. And, you know, I've had conversations with a client or two and they've said, well, what are we going to do next? And I've said, you know, I I don't know. (laughs) I actually don't know. We need to work through this together. And then we'll take the time to like really think about it and do some research and come back with our best recommendations. But, you know, a lot of the issues are not easily solvable. Mm -hmm. They're complex and it requires trying some things and failing and trying some other things and creating an environment where it is safe to do that. 
-hmm. And that's what we try to bring in our partnership to organizations. Yes. And that approach, like you said, realizing everybody don't want that and that's cool. (laughs) You know, if you don't want it, that's fine. This is just about for those organizations that do want a different approach. This is a resource that is available to them. And we want to be in a position to be able to experience the joy of what it looks like, right? When your community is thriving, when your community is doing well, when you have all the things that you need, when you're able to access the services that you need, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. And so in that, as we are getting to our wrapping up point, I do want to ask you this question, which is what brings you joy in your work? It's funny. I had an email exchange with a colleague, a longtime colleague the other day, and she said, you know, it looks like things are going well with We Public Health. I hope you're having fun. And I was like, you know what? That's it. It is bringing me joy, this work. And so, you know, I think if I had to kind of narrow it down, I could have conversations like this one all day long. And I've learned something from you. In the next conversation, I'm going to be able to take what I've learned from you and share it with that person. And they're going to take it and move it along. And so I think it's that getting to connect with people and having less of a distinction for me between my personal self and my professional self really brings me a lot of gratitude and joy. Love that. And for those who want to get in contact with We Public Health, want to learn more about We Public Health, see what else we have to offer, how do they get in touch? What's the process? What does it look like? Yeah. Well, we've got a website, which is wepublichealth.com. And on that website, there's a few ways that people can contact us. There's a, a button to submit an email. There is a form to fill out if you're interested in being a part of We Public Health and look up me on LinkedIn, look up Joy on LinkedIn because she is also noted as a We Collaborator. So get in touch in any way, shape or form you'd like. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. And I'm so grateful to have an opportunity to share my experience with We Public Health and just share the amazing work that we are doing together. Thanks, Joy. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And this is going to wrap up another episode of the Public Health Joy Podcast. I am so grateful for this time we got to spend together. If you enjoyed this episode, I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For more information on transforming public health research into positive community impact, visit www.joywashington.com. This is where research meets relationship. And I'll see you next time on the Public Health Joy Podcast.